Today, our church is blessed to celebrate the canonization of Mother Teresa, which took place at 4.30 a.m. our time, 10.30 a.m. in Rome. Mother Teresa was the saint of the gutters of Calcutta. She was the mother of the poorest of the poor. Looking back at her life, what strikes one the most is her great hope in the midst of the challenge of great suffering. Before she was Mother Teresa, as we know her, this young Albanian woman had left her family to become a member of the Sisters of Laredo, a missionary order of sisters that ran schools around the world. For 20 years before she struck out on her own to serve the poor, she taught at a school in India while living with her community in a convent there. It would be a life that, by most people's standards, already was totally dedicated to God and marked by profound self-sacrifice and service to others. But God had something more in store for her. One day in 1946, as she was traveling by train to the Laredo Convent in Darjeeling for her annual retreat, she received a profound message from God, telling her to go out into the streets of Calcutta and to serve the poor while living among them. This was a daunting command because there were so many desperate poor in Calcutta. Where to even begin such an undertaking? She was just a sister with no training, no resources, and no religious order to support her. What could she possibly hope to accomplish that would make any difference? Of course, we know the rest of the story. She ventured forth boldly and attracted a few sisters to her side who would become her new order, the Missionaries of Charity. They used donated buildings and spaces to house and care for the sick and the dying, those who had no one else to look after them. Over time, the Missionaries of Charity grew, going from 13 sisters in Calcutta in 1950 to some 4,000 sisters by the time Mother Teresa died in 1997, operating orphanages, hospices, and charity centers worldwide, caring for refugees and the blind, the disabled, the aged, age sufferers, alcoholics, and the poor, and the homeless, and victims of floods and epidemics and famines. Yet it seems an odd juxtaposition that we celebrate the canonization of this saint who undertook this seemingly impossible mission to serve the poorest of the poor with today's gospel reading, where Jesus seems to counsel a kind of very practical under prudence in evaluating under any undertaking. He says, which of you wishing to construct a tower does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if there is enough for its completion? Or which king marching into battle would not first sit down and decide whether with 10,000 troops he can su successfully oppose another king advancing upon him with 20,000 troops. But if not, while he is still far away, he will send a delegation to ask for peace terms. So which is it? Does Jesus want us to play it safe, only undertaking those journeys that we are able to finish? Or does he want us to abandon ourselves to God's calling, like Mother Teresa, heroically embracing radical charity, even when she had no idea how she could accomplish what God had set out for her? 
The key to understanding Jesus' counsel here is to focus on the other parts of the passage. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. And similarly, at the end of the reading, any one of you who does not renounce his, all his possessions cannot be my disciple. Our Lord is telling us that he will give us the grace to accomplish whatever goal he sets for us. So long as we are willing to give up what necessarily has to be given up in order to accomplish it. If we are willing to make the sacrifices that are necessary to follow God's will, then God will bless us. If not, we'll find ourselves in a worse state than if we hadn't made the effort to begin with. Mother Teresa was willing to give up the relative comfort of her life in the convent with the Laredo sisters, which many people wouldn't consider a very comfortable life to begin with, so that she could minister to the poor in the gutters. As a sister of Laredo, she was already canonically poor. Striking out on her own to found the Missionaries of Charity, she actually became genuinely poor and materially insecure, like those she served. This is from her diary. Our Lord wants me to be a free nun covered with the poverty of the cross. Today I learned a good lesson. The poverty of the poor must be so hard for them. While, walk, while looking for a home, I walked and walked until my arms and legs ached. I thought how much they must ache in body and soul, looking for a home, food, and health. Then the comfort of my former congregation came to tempt me. You have only to say the word, and all this will be yours again, the tempter kept on saying. Of free choice, my God, and out of love for you, I desire to remain and to do whatever be your holy will in my regard. I did not shed a tear because of it. Jesus tells us, if you want to be great, be the servant. If you want to be first in the kingdom of heaven, be the lowest here on earth. If you want life more abundantly, take up the cross. But absolutely, no matter what, don't try to have it both ways. Don't strive to be a hero without being willing to make heroic sacrifices. Don't think you can do what Mother Teresa did while still holding on to the comforts and conveniences of this life. The Book of Wisdom tells us, For the deliberations of the mortals are timid, and unsure are our plans. For the corruptible body burdens the soul, and the earthen shelter weighs down the mind that has many concerns. We get into trouble when we try to walk on both sides of the road, when we try to have it all, when we feel drawn to do some great holy undertaking, but still hold out for the creature comforts that are incompatible with doing it. Our Lord teaches us that we cannot serve God and mammon. He tells us, let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Don't aim for divine glory without being willing to make the earthly sacrifice that it entails. Don't do anything holy halfway. There's a reason why in the church's history that so many canonized saints have been priests or more frequently religious, or at least those who were unmarried. Not exclusively, of course, but at least predominantly, because in most cases it would be hard to combine a normal, happy family life with the complete and utter dedication to the kinds of corporal and spiritual works that are characteristic of the great saints. It's a sad but very true fact that if you look at people 
who accomplished great things in the secular sphere. Great political leaders, corporate tycoons, artists, musicians, athletes, even great philanthropists. Many of them had very disordered personal and family lives. If they were married, they often neglected their spouses and children. Many others caused those closest to them to suffer a great deal. As our Lord said, we must calculate the cost. If you feel you can't genuinely undertake the sacrifices that are necessary to pursue a particular mission or vocation in life, then don't undertake it. Don't try to walk both sides of the road, pursuing God's will while holding back some stuff for yourself. If God is calling you to the priesthood, be willing to sacrifice having a wife and children. If he's calling you to religious life, be willing to give up that, plus a lot of personal freedom and possessions. If he's calling you to marriage, be willing to give up the freedom of the single life. If he's calling you to have children, be willing to give up, well, a lot of stuff. (laughs) Maybe your sanity as well. If he's calling you to have a life of service to others, don't ask how you can get rich in the process. St. Paul counseled celibacy for those who wanted to be like him. At the same time, he said, it is better to marry than to be on fire with passion. If that's the case, get married, but don't expect to be another St. Paul. He was able to do what he was able to do in his great missionary vocation as an apostle because he was not tending to a wife and children. There's a fine line between discerning what sacrifices are genuinely beyond our capabilities and therefore beyond what God would ever demand of us. And those that, while difficult, are what God intends for us as a part of our vocation so that he can bless us and make us an instrument of salvation in the world. This is what we have to sit down and calculate. Mother Teresa made the sacrifices that were necessary for her to do what God was calling her to do in serving the poorest of the poor in India. If she hadn't, she might have still been a very holy sister in her convent, but she wouldn't have been Mother Teresa. That's the difference between the great saints and most people. Not that they necessarily had great skills or talents, or even a great prayer life or freedom from sin, at least at the beginning of their journey, but that they were consistently willing to make the sacrifices that were necessary to do God's will. This is what makes one a disciple of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.